It is officially the beginning of a new year for Shane Beamer and South Carolina's football program. And the Gamecocks New Year's resolution this year has to be fine. You are Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecock Podcast. I'm Andrew Lyon, the host of this podcast and also a staff writer for Gamecock Digest over on SI.com. Thank you all so much for making the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast your first watch or listen for the new year in 2024. We are free and available both on YouTube and wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more right now as new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Hope that you all have had a great start to the new year. I hope that you all had a great time last night celebrating New Year's Eve, heading into the new year right around midnight. I uh, I was up late last night, and uh, of course, while prepping the show, realized during my preparation that I wasn't going to be able to record last night because obviously, uh, New Year's Eve, there's going to be a lot of fireworks going off in the background, and so... Tried to uh, get up early this morning, and unfortunately wasn't able to get up at the time I wanted to, so here we are. But we got plenty to talk about with South Carolina's football program on today's show. We're going to talk about their biggest New Year's resolution, and we're going to talk about the two biggest goals that this staff should have for this team in 2024. So let's start off with the New Year's resolution for South Carolina. With the personnel that they are projected to have offensively, the Gamecocks have got to find a way this year to create a potent run game that can help them win multiple football games. Because since Shane Beamer took over the head coaching job here at South Carolina back in the 2020 offseason, we quite frankly have not been able to say that very often about this South Carolina rushing attack. When you just look at yards per carry from the last three seasons, in 2021, the Gamecocks averaged 3.8 yards per carry. That was the fourth worst mark in the SEC. That was the same amount of yards per carry that they averaged in 2022, which was the third worst mark in the SEC. And then South Carolina, of course, took an even bigger step back in 2023 as they averaged only 2.8 yards per carry, which was the worst mark in the SEC and the third worst mark in all of FBS football. Now, there are plenty of people out there that are probably skeptical that this is actually going to come to fruition, that this could actually happen. But I do believe that due to multiple factors, there's a chance that this could finally happen for the first time under Shane Beamer's watch. Let's start off with the biggest change, which is the personnel in South Carolina's backfield, because you no longer have Spencer Rattler, who, you know, as great of a quarterback as he was, was not obviously the biggest rushing threat. And, you know, a revolving door at that running back position. You have got Lenore Sellers at quarterback, probably the best athlete back there that South Carolina has had since maybe a Connor Shaw or, you know, Brandon McElwain, you know, eight, ten years ago. And they've gotten an all-conference back through the transfer portal in Arkansas running back Rocket Sanders. 
Lenore Sellers, he's very similar to Arkansas quarterback, or I guess now former Arkansas quarterback, K.J. Jefferson. But in my opinion, he's a better athlete than Jefferson because he is quicker and shiftier in the open field. And the thing is, South Carolina offensive coordinator Dow Loggins, he has seen a quarterback of the same mold of a Lenore Sellers at work before in a college offense. So he's going to probably have a better idea than most coaches what he should do in order to adapt this playbook to Lenore Sellers' skill set. And as he showed in 2023, Dow Loggins. He is going to prioritize the skill set of his quarterback when it comes to crafting his offensive playbook. Rocket Sanders, he has a near elite combination of size, quick feet, and also downhill speed. And he is a guy that can make something out of nothing. This is something that we've not been able to say really very often about South Carolina starting running back for the past several years. Rocket Sanders is going to be a guy that's going to be able to bounce runs to the outside. When there's nothing in the middle, he's going to be able to go to the perimeter, and he's going to get you you know, at least four or five yards on any given run play. Also, we cannot forget that running back depth is going to be way better heading into this next season. You look at Rocket Sanders, of course, as the starter, but there's also a guy in Oscar Attaway III that's going to be backing him up, a guy that has played a ton of college football, rushed for around 2,000 yards in his college career, and is sort of more of your lunch pail running back. He's not going to do really anything special, but he's going to get you some of those bull yards, you know, some of the toughest yards to get against SEC defenses. So... That's the first reason why I think that this could come to fruition, having a more dynamic run game, purely because of what you got in that offensive backfield. Now, let's address the offensive line. I know that everyone in the comments section that disagrees with me, that's the first thing you're going to bring up. Listen, I get it. This offensive line unit did not have a good year in 2023. But as I have said plenty of times now on this show, and I will continue to say it this offseason, I think that 2023 was the bottom out year for this offensive line. That 2021 class, obviously, for the Gamecocks was a disaster. You got two offensive line commits. That's nowhere near enough for any given class. And neither of those guys are with the program any longer. So that class was basically a wash along the offensive line. And it showed up, in my opinion, in 2023. Also, you had around a dozen offensive linemen suffer an injury at some point in time in the 2023 season. I may be underestimating that number as well. So, injuries did not help when it came to continuity, when it came to bias to be able to practice adequately, all of that. Now, you have a leader in Vershawn Lee coming back for the 2024 season. You've got Tree Babalade and Trevon Baugh, who are returning as true sophomores, but both guys now have a bunch of experience under their belt. Sure, they kind of got thrown in the proverbial fire pit, so to speak, in 2023, but they're going to be better for that. They're going to know what to expect this time around when they are getting ready for the 2024 season. Also, you're adding another great high school class of offensive linemen. Josiah Thompson, Cam Pringle, Blake Franks. They all give you immediate depth. Now, are any of them going to be ready to play in 2024? The best chance out of those three is probably Josiah Thompson. And that's if he has a fantastic offseason when it comes to adding some weight to his frame because he can't be playing at around 285 pounds as a true freshman in the SEC, if it comes to that. Cam Pringle, Blake Franks, probably need a bit more time than Josiah Thompson to really adapt to the college level. But 
you've got at least numbers now, and you for sure have more talent on this offensive line compared to what you had in 2023. The final thing I want to touch on real quick with this New Year's resolution of having a more dynamic run game, offensive coordinator Dal Loggins, this point's very simple. He has a better understanding now of the personnel that he is working with. When you're a new offensive coordinator, especially in an SEC program, obviously, you know, People talk about how the players got to get to know the new coach. They've got to get to know their scheme and how they want to operate. But the same goes for that new coach, the new play caller. Dow Lawkins, he had to get to know his new quarterback in Spencer Rattler last year. He had to get to know what he had at the skill positions, what he had up front. And now that he's had a year under his belt at South Carolina, Dow Loggins is going to have a much better idea of how to utilize everyone, not just his quarterback, but the running backs, the offensive line, the tight ends, the wide receivers. And I think that that means that you will see Dow Loggins be a better play caller for South Carolina in 2024. So... Am I saying that South Carolina's got to rush for over 200 yards per game and that will for sure win them multiple games and maybe get them back to a bowl game in 2024? I'm not saying they got to do that necessarily. And I didn't want to put a number on this, but I do think that the run game has got to be what leads this offense in 2024. And I think that they've got all the pieces there to do just that. When you talk about personnel, when you talk about experience, and when you talk about the offensive coordinator and the relationship he already has with multiple guys that are now on this roster. Now, of course, it's not just the offense for South Carolina that needs to accomplish something this year. The defense has got to accomplish something, quite frankly, this offseason. They've got to figure out their future plans when it comes to how they want to operate as a defense schematically. We're going to touch on that in a bit more detail in just a few moments right here on Locked on Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets whether you win or lose. A bunch of NFL games are taking place this coming Sunday, the final weekend of the NFL regular season. And what I've got my eye on is the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the New York Giants. The Eagles need a win and a Cowboys loss, as far as I know, to clinch that division after a disastrous loss that they suffered at the hands of the Cardinals this past weekend. The spread is six and a half points in favor of Philadelphia, and the money line is minus 260 for the Eagles. For the Giants, the money line is plus 215. The app is easy to use, and you can bet everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup with FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. 
Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back to this Monday edition and New Year's Day edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. And as always, a big thank you to each and every one of you everydayers who made the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your daily watch or listen in 2023, and I hope to make you an everydayer in 2024. For those of you who are only able to tune in, you know, every so often based on your schedule. But let's get back to South Carolina's goals for the 2024 season when it comes to their football program. And now let's talk about the defense specifically. When it comes to the biggest goal for this side of the ball, this actually relies more on the coaching staff, not so much the players. This coaching staff has got to figure out what kind of defensive scheme they want to run moving forward. When it comes to making a scheme for your football team, I would argue that it is a lot easier to both make and modify an offensive scheme more so than a defensive scheme, especially because of the way the rules are set up with how easy it is to do. Offensive coordinators, it's much, they have a lot more freedom to be able to make alterations in the offseason when it comes to their playbook. The same cannot be said for defensive coaching staffs. And as we all saw in 2023, South Carolina, they struggled mightily when they continued to run Clayton White's base nickel defense. It had worked well in year one, admittedly, when Clayton White had arrived here with Shane Beamer and the rest of the staff. 2022, we saw this unit take a step back. And then in 2023, we once again saw this unit take a step back to the point where right before they began to play Vanderbilt uh, late in the season, they changed their scheme to a 3-3-5. And they stuck with that the rest of the way. And they saw a ton of success running that defensive formation. So this now leaves the coaching staff with a bit of a dilemma. Do you switch your defensive scheme to that 3-3-5 or do you try to make the 425 work once more in 2024? No matter what their final decision is, the coaching staff has got to pick one particular scheme and they've got to roll with it in 2024 and beyond. Because again, you can't just change your scheme every single year on defense like you can with your offense. You want to have a fortified scheme on the defensive side of the ball and you want to be able to recruit for that particular scheme because in a 3-3-5 it changes multiple different things it changes the kind of defensive linemen you have to recruit it changes the kind of linebackers that you're looking to recruit it also may it, it creates a bigger emphasis on the safety position which you could argue is a reason why South Carolina should switch to the 3-3-5 because that's been one of their better positions in terms of recruiting out of the high school ranks and also production on the football field each of the last two seasons. But either way, the biggest goal for this team, for this staff on the defensive side of the ball this offseason, it has to be find your defensive scheme for the future. If you want to go back to the 4-2-5, fine. Run with the 4-2-5 and recruit to that scheme. If you're going to switch to the 3-3-5, this cannot be a one-off year. You've got to stick with that 3-3-5 for at least a couple of seasons. So, that's the biggest goal for South Carolina's defensive coaching staff in 2024. 
Now, in terms of the entire coaching staff, there's one more goal that I want to touch on for today's show. And this goal more so revolves around the guys that are going to be on campus here maybe in just a week or two or guys that are going to be arriving here in the summer. I'm talking about South Carolina's 2024 recruiting class. We'll touch on that last goal for the 2024 calendar year for Shaberman and his football program in just a few moments right here on Locked On Gamecocks. Welcome back to today's edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your team every single day in just 30 minutes. All right, let's talk about one last goal for this football program in 2024. This goal revolves around development, development of the guys that you're going to be bringing into this program through the high school ranks and junior college ranks to a certain degree this offseason. Shane Beamer and this staff, when we look back on what, how Shane Beamer talked about this team in the 2022 offseason, Shane Beamer continuously referenced the fact that this staff had to get a bunch of guys from that 2023 class ready to play immediately. Looking back, we should have probably paid even more attention to it than we did on this show. So we're not going to be fooled by that. We're not going to look past that this time around. Based on the way that this roster is currently constructed, I would say that it's going to be the same deal in 2024. South Carolina is going to have a select group of players out of this 2024 signing class that they're going to have to get ready to play immediately. In my opinion, there's seven specific players that must be ready to go from day one when the 2024 football season kicks off for the South Carolina Gamecocks. Let's start off with Dylan Stewart. South Carolina, their pass rush in 2023, it was dang near abysmal. Okay, and I don't put that all on the players. Again, it's always a combination of factors that leads to something like that happening. But it is it was clear this past fall, South Carolina, they currently lack pass rush juice. Dylan Stewart is going to help you fix that in a major way the moment he steps on campus. He is probably all around the most athletic defensive end prospect that South Carolina is bringing in since Jadavion Clowney. Now, Dylan Stewart is not Jadavion Clowney, but in terms of his overall athleticism, his explosiveness, his downhill speed, but also, most importantly, his ability to change direction, run to the sideline at the turn of a hat, Dylan Stewart, he is going to give you everything you want in terms of physical intangibles. It's up to you now to mold him and utilize him in the right way. But no matter how you slice it, Dylan Stewart must be ready to play from day one in 2024. The next guy, sticking with the defensive side of the ball, Wendell Gregory. Wendell Gregory is a guy that I think for South Carolina, you know, he was going to be able to be a special teams guy and a rotational linebacker for this defense. That all now changes, in my opinion, considering the fact that Stone Bland, as of this moment, is transferring out of this program and likely heading elsewhere. Now, you've got an open spot potentially on that defense if you run with a 3-3-5 lineup this next year because you've got Bam Martin Scott in one spot. You're going to have Debo Williams in the middle linebacker position. That's very clear. But who's going to run in that third spot? Is it going to be maybe a Grayson Pup Howard? He didn't play a whole lot this past year. Wendell Gregory, he showed in high school that he thrives playing on the edge, playing outside the box a little bit as an outside linebacker. So... How do you utilize Wendell Gregory? Do you play him at linebacker? Do you play him more 
in a Dylan Stewart type role where, you know, he's rushing off the edge. He could do a little bit of everything. He's a touch of a tweener in terms of his size and his skill set. But Wendell Gregory, you got to be ready to play from day one here in the 2024 season. Let's continue to stick with defense real quick. Kelvin Hunter. This one actually is more so because of what he could do on special teams. Kelvin Hunter, I don't see him playing a ton at safety in year one. Now, if they run three safeties, that's a different story. You'll probably see him rotate in sometimes throughout these games in the 2024 season. But Kelvin Hunter's a Swiss Army knife. He could do a little bit of everything for you, not maybe offensively speaking, but on defense and special teams. The moment Kelvin Hunter gets here and he starts working out and he's going through drills, Pete Lembo... I can absolutely see him walking up and basically saying, I want you on like three of my special teams units. Which one do you want to pick? He's going to be that kind of player for this team immediately. I could see him being a guy that makes a massive special teams impact in some of these games that South Carolina plays in 2024. And if South Carolina's going to steal, quote-unquote, a couple of these games, they're likely going to need special teams to bounce back more so to the 2021-2022 levels that they showed. 2023, they took a massive step back in that area. That can't be the case in 24. Kelvin Hunter, in my opinion, is going to have to be a guy that helps you get the special teams unit back to top 25 status here this coming fall. Jalewis Solomon, cornerback. He's another guy that's going to have to be ready to play immediately. South Carolina could have plans to bring in an experienced cornerback through the transfer portal, but with what we have seen or the lack of reporting we've seen surrounding potential cornerback targets the past couple of days leading into the end of this transfer portal cycle, I don't know if that's going to happen. And so if that's the case, you're basically rocking with O'Donnell Fortune and a group of very young and in certain cases very green cornerbacks for this defense next year. Now, that could also tell you how much confidence this staff has in this group, that they think some of these guys can play immediately. I would have to imagine Julius Solomon is going to be at the top of that list. He's got a good frame. He's got good athleticism. He's got natural ball skills. He's a guy that could be potentially a day one starter, depending on how this offseason goes. But again, even if he doesn't start immediately... Solomon's going to have to be ready to play at least as a rotational piece in that defensive secondary. Now, let's switch things over to the offensive side of the ball real quick. Wide receiver. There's two guys at that spot you need to play immediately. Mazio Bennett and DeBron Gatling. This wide receiver room, it's still being built up right now. South Carolina's offered multiple guys out of the transfer portal. Some of those guys have already said they're going to take visits to South Carolina once this uh, quiet period opens up on January the 3rd and runs through the 7th. That's this Wednesday through this next Sunday. But you need some of these young bucks to get ready to play immediately. Mazio Bennett, in my opinion... He is a day near complete wide receiver. He's got route running. He's got good speed. He's got good hands. He's got good enough size to play that slot. And at the same time, he loves to block defensive backs. You don't get that very often with a wide receiver. And you had him basically in your backyard in the state of South Carolina. You managed to get his commitment. And you managed to hold on to him throughout the rest of the cycle. Maziel Bennett's a guy that's got to help them out from the jump. DeBron Gatling, he's a deep threat at that wide receiver position that is a good thing because South Carolina to be honest with you as this very moment they lack that Nicholas Harper again could be that guy he's only been here y'all for a year he hasn't even had a full offseason under his belt in the football program and he's about to start track and field if he hasn't already this offseason so DeBron Gatling you need him to at the very least push Nicholas Harper a good bit this coming offseason 
and be a guy that can go out there and give you valuable snaps at wide receiver. And I got one more guy for you that I think is going to have to be ready to play immediately in 2024. It's not an offensive player or a defensive player. It's the lone specialist commitment the Gamecocks got this cycle. Punter Mason Love. Now again, this arises because of a loss this team suffered this offseason. Mitch Jeter entered the transfer portal and he is going to be playing for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish this next year. So Kai Kroger comes back for, I believe, one final year of eligibility here at, at South Carolina. I believe, obviously, that he will be your starting punter. Mason Love, here's the thing with him. He's more so of a punter, but he was also, I believe, a four-star kicker based on Cole's kicking prospect list. I don't usually look at that stuff. But from what what I saw from Mason Love this past high school football season, he can hit field goals from beyond 50 yards. I think he hit a couple of 57-yarders for his high school team this past fall. So the kid's got a leg, whether he is punting the football or he's serving as your place kicker. Mason Love, whether it's being a kickoff specialist, maybe your field goal guy, maybe Alex Herrera takes that spot for one year before Mason Love maybe transitions to that role, whatever the case may be. Mason Love, in my opinion, He's going to have to help out this special teams group in year one. And look, kickoff specialists, it might not be looked at as much as it used to because of the fact that, you know, they moved up where you could kick the ball. We usually see touchbacks now when it comes to that. But Mason Love, he might have to serve in that role in year one. That's usually not very easy for a freshman, but he might have to do that because of the loss of Mitch Jeter. So, those are the seven guys, in my opinion, that this staff has got to get ready to play immediately in the 2024 football season. Do you agree with that group? What are your thoughts on the biggest goals that Shimmer and the staff need to have for this football program in 2024? Do you think that the Gamecocks can create a dynamic run game offensively with the new personnel that they've got and Dow Loggett's now going into his second year as their offensive coordinator. No matter what your thoughts are, let me know down below in the comments section if you watch today's show on YouTube or you can shoot me a direct message on X at a lion underscore SC if you listen to today's show on audio podcast app. As always, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Again, apologies for this being a bit off schedule. Certainly not trying to make this a habit as it has been at times in the past. I'm going to work tirelessly to make sure that this is not going to be happening moving forward but i appreciate y'all bearing with me have a great start to the new year i'll be sure to catch y'all on the next show of the locked on gamecocks podcast